Our sponsor this week is scapulars.com. Scapulars.com offers the most durable and comfortable scapulars in the world. This much-needed innovation on a centuries-old sacramental was launched in 2019. The founder, Steve, was tired of replacing cheap, flimsy scapulars for him and his family. Not only did the poor quality scapulars break far too easily, they also irritated his children's skin and felt more like a hair shirt than a constant reminder of Our Lady's gentle protection. So Steve decided it was time to take matters into his own hands, and scapulars.com was born. All their scapulars are made of super strong paracord and super soft Australian merino wool, so it's as tough as it is comfy. In fact, if a scapular breaks within seven years, they will replace it for free. Plus, most sizes include a secret pocket so you can safely store your sacred metals without wearing out the cord. It's no wonder they already have more than 1,000 five-star reviews. Plus, every time a scapular is purchased, Steve gives one away to a person in need. Visit scapulars.com to learn more and check out with two or more scapulars and your whole order will ship for free. That's scapulars.com. Hi, friends, and welcome to season 11 of the Abiding Together podcast. Abiding Together is a place where you can find connection, rest, and encouragement in your journey with Jesus Christ. Hi, my name is Sister Miriam James Heidland, and every week I'm joined by two of my very dearest friends, Heather Kim and Michelle Benzinger, and we talk about all things Christ, about life, about beauty, about sorrow. We laugh, we cry, you'll fit right in. <laughs> so grab a cup of coffee, settle in, and welcome home. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Abiding Together podcast in part four on our series of motherhood. So today we're going to talk about communion in motherhood, and the feminine genius attribute is actually maternity. Mm -hmm. And communion, how do we grow in maternal and both biological but also spiritual maternity and to to allow those life that life to come forth in all of us. So once again, we're going to conclude with our um, quote from the book of the prophet Jeremiah, uh, chapter 1, verses 4 to 5, uh, where he says, The word of the Lord came to me, saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. And I think, my dear friends, I think this has taken on a lot our last few weeks, which we've unfolded at very deep levels and as it can just continues to unfold in our life. And as we talk about maternity and we talk about communion and motherhood, Michelle, maybe you can kind of break open for our listeners your heart there of, of just like what do we want to kind of leave our listeners with and as we grow in our, in our identity as mothers. I think for each of us, like we've hit on it on the, all three episodes, but there is an expansive mm -hmm. definition of motherhood. Mm -hmm. It is not for those of us who have had biological children. Mm -hmm. There's a spiritual maternity. And I think Edith Stein was amazing about mm -hmm. how, how she really put, started to put a lot of definition to that. And even the quote um, that our guiding quote today, for an understanding of our unique feminine nature, let us look to the pure love and spiritual maternity of Mary. This spiritual maternity is the core of a woman's soul. Mm -hmm. when a, whenever a woman functions authentically in the spirit of maternal pure love, Mary collaborates with her. That. That's a darn good mm -hmm. one. <laughs> and so Mary collaborates with her. This holds true whether a woman is married or single, professional or domestic or both, a religious in the world or in the convent. Through this love, a woman is God's special weapon in his fight against evil. 
Her intrinsic value is that she's able to do so because she has a special, uh, how do I say that word? Susceptibility. Thank you. <laughs> For the works of God and souls, her own and others. She relates to others in his spirit of love. Mm. I mean, that is just like mm. a packed full just quote from Edith Stein mm-hmm. and like our whole view of motherhood and expansiveness. And like I said, in the very first episode, when my friend said that, you know, healed mothers, heal the world. Yes. Healed mm-hmm. women, heal the world. Mm-hmm. And so there's something about women as our very, like we are recording this, like I said before, on the Feast of Immaculate Conception, where it says like her name is Eve, life giver. Mm-hmm. There's something mm-hmm. in women. Our very essence is to bring forth life, mm-hmm. is to give life. Mm-hmm. It is to give life to not only ourselves, but it's humanity, mm-hmm. you know. And so what is this expansive view of motherhood? And like our last episode, Heather, you know, her one thing was all the mothers that have mothered her, yeah. you know. But I think there's something like I think it's twofold. I think other women have mothered me in ways, oh, yes. my mother and other women, older and younger. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, I think there's something that I can learn for each and every one of, the, mm-hmm. of them and their unique gift. But I think one of the questions the Lord is really asking me, like, I love that line, whenever a woman functions authentically mm-hmm. in the spirit of maternal pure love, Mary collaborates with her. Mm-hmm. So what does authentic motherhood look like, spiritual mm-hmm. motherhood look like? Mm-hmm. And how is the Lord or the Holy Spirit asking us to collaborate with him? To remother ourselves, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So this is really funny. I was listening to an interview with Adele and John Mayer, you know? Mm-hmm. And, yeah, interesting. It was really actually a good interview, and I like Adele. But anyway, and he asked her, he said, did it bother you that the album did not, her new album, come out earlier? And because of COVID, they mm-hmm. delayed the album release. And she said no, because I had to do a lot of healing in this time. Mm-hmm. And she just said the line, I would not have shown up for myself like the way I needed to if this album had come up earlier. And it was just like a kind of like that flip statement. Mm-hmm. But I was listening to it when I was walking and I was like, show, I wouldn't have shown up for myself. Mm-hmm. And what she was just saying, it just stuck out to me. I was like, how do I show up for myself every yeah. day? I'm really good at showing up for others. Mm-hmm. But what does it look like to show up for myself every day? And what does it really look like for me to mother myself mm-hmm. every day because I will put other people's needs and expectations in front of my own oftentimes mm-hmm. and when I do that then I feel like I'm depleted in ways and mm-hmm. then I get selfish because I'm not things are not in right order so good mm-hmm. you know so mm-hmm. what does it look like and how do I allow other people to mother with me and in me mm-hmm. you know for me mm-hmm. in ways so yeah that was mm-hmm. my thought mm-hmm. so what are you thinking mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, when you were saying that, I was like, when I show up for myself, I think I give myself permission to not do everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really want to do everything for yeah. everybody. Every day, I'm like, what does everybody need? You know, mm-hmm. what do the kids need? What does Jake need? What do the dogs need? What do my parents need? What do yeah. my friends need? Like, I'm just like, what does everybody need? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think when I show up for myself, I give myself permission to not ha- not have to do it all, but yeah. also acknowledge I can't do it all. Like there's just, I will do everything I can. You know, I want to pour out as much as I can. I don't want to leave stuff back Mm -hmm. for me. Like I think that's where God fills in. You know, when I'm open to the Holy Spirit, like I don't have to like keep something for myself. Mm -hmm. Like I can just keep giving away because he's supposed to be pouring in. But there are places that you just come to the end and you're like, I actually can't make that happen. And Mm -hmm. either I would if I got into one of those situations, I would either feel guilty, so guilty, mm-hmm. or I would get upset at the child or the person asking me to do more. And I'd be mm-hmm. like, can you not see everything that I've been doing? Like, I just can't, you know, instead of just being yeah. like, 
you know what? I can't do that, but I can do this. Or can I do that for you Mm -hmm. another time? And Mm -hmm. just being at ease with my own limitations. I'm Mm -hmm. not good with my limitations. I'm really not. (laughs) So so I find when I show up for myself and I'm present to myself, I'm more at ease with that and can say, it's okay that Mm -hmm. I can't do it all. Mm -hmm. Do you ask yourself, what does Heather need? Uh, No, I don't often ask that. That's probably the next Mm -hmm. stage. Yeah, Yeah, because I was thinking even the quote we used last episode, like the woman is attentive to the deepest longings of another person. But can we be attentive to the deepest longings of another person if we're not attentive to the own deepest longings of our own selves? You know, know, it like honestly, I have to start very small, like because that's not something I'm used to doing. Mm But uh, one thing that I've incorporated into my life in the last couple of years is sitting down to have a cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. Or a cup of hot water in the afternoon where normally I wouldn't. I mean, it might sound ridiculous, but yeah. I just keep going and doing stuff yeah. like puttering around the house or working on something or whatever. But to just go, it's a, I, I'm allowed. And I would turn on maybe like Joanna Gaines or something. Mm-hmm. I'd watch like a fixer upper for 15 minutes, 20 minutes, and then I'd get back to my day. But I felt really, I don't even know if it was guilt. I just wouldn't do it. Yeah. I just wouldn't. And I was mm-hmm. like, actually, I think it's good to do that, yes. to just actually sit down and yeah. mm-hmm. and take a break, you know, and rest or whatever. So I'm yeah. starting small, but it's not great. I'm not great at that. It's something mm-hmm. I need to learn. Poco, poco. <laughs> poco, poco, well, yeah, baby. We all, we all start it, small. Yeah. And, all are. and it's not being selfish. And there's a great, no. uh, Dr. Bob Schutz wrote a book called Holy Desire, which is a treat we give to priests and seminarians. And he has in there a, a graph that's called the stages of sexual development, and it talks about attachment, mm-hmm. identification, peer group, peer group belonging. And this is from the time we're conceived until you know maturity, sexual exploration, which is being awakened to the desire of another and learning how to how to take desire and and build it for life. How mm-hmm. do you master desire like in the Holy Spirit, and then self giving love? And I just want to read the part that talks about self giving love because that's really the the yes. and, and it only really. And we're always being healed from – that's why we did daughter and sister first and we'll do bride. It's because we're always being healed in those identities too. But that reality of how do we give self-love if we can't receive it? Like we talked about mm-hmm. like a receptivity and um, generosity and belonging. And it says uh, – he writes here, what are, the, what are the learning challenges, right? Sexual fidelity and fruitfulness. It says living out sexual identity in intimate relationships, in family and community as celibate or married persons – and being fruitful in that love by reproducing and caring for offspring, either spiritual or natural children, helping to shape the sexual development of others as parents and parental figures. Mm-hmm. And the desire of that stage in life is to be intimate and loving with those entrusted to our care. And so being able to see, like we talked about the needs of the others and and to to be part of that fulfillment and that desiring, but which necessitates us uh, continually growing in our identities of as daughter, of sister, and as bride, as mother. Of uh, he names other desires like to be securely loved, to be a delight, to be with the ones and emulate the ones we admire, to belong and to be accepted, to be with the ones we are attracted to, to be liked and to be desired, and then to be intimate and loving with those entrusted to our care. And so, that's like the you know it takes a village, <laughs> it does. and and that's okay. Mm-hmm. I think and that's okay. And we're not we're not supposed to do it alone. No. We're not supposed to do it alone, and I, perhaps some, maybe it's Western culture, but perhaps somewhere along the way we 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 got it. We bought into this life like I'm supposed to be able to meet all, meet all the needs of everybody around me. Exactly. I shouldn't have any needs myself. I shouldn't, you know, have any struggles or any weakness, or I should, and I should just be able to be fine and look good doing it too. And that's that's not even reality. And Jesus Himself, you know, Father Boniface. I was on a retreat, Father Boniface Hicks, uh, some time ago, and he said. Of all the people who could have prayed himself into maturity, it was Jesus Christ, but God placed him in a family. Yes. So he placed him in a family with Mary and Joseph, and they loved his humanity into maturity. And mm-hmm. just like that's staggering, the the, hum, the humility of God there, 
that he himself in his human nature, you know, uh, submitted to to be loved by Joseph and Mary. It just it's just so wow. It just like totally reframes your whole mm-hmm. vision of kind of like what we're doing as people. Mm-hmm. And God is a family. Yes. Like the Trinity yes. is a family. Yeah. You know, yes. Jesus isn't on his own doing everything on his own either. Exactly. Like they're yes. in constant communion yep. with mm-hmm. each other. Yep. So we're meant to be in communion mm-hmm. with one mm-hmm. another and mm-hmm. with him. That's mm-hmm. how we're made. And it's how we're made and it's how we, um, yeah, it's our intrinsic design is to be in communion. Yes. And it, I think it is something Western world culture, though. We put ourselves in silos and isolation mm-hmm. and we don't allow the fullness of us to come. But we only discover ourselves. With others. Mm-hmm. Yes, with others in communion and the gifts of, of ourselves as we give away. So it's this mm-hmm. both and. Like, you know, it says love your neighbor as yourself. So we're learning how to love ourselves really well. And then we're learning how to love our neighbor, you know, but love your neighbor as yourself. Mm-hmm. And what does it look like? And it was interesting a couple of weeks ago, the Lord has just been really realizing, like, even like I said before, like our healing is so intrinsically unique to others. Mm-hmm. Our healing, we're all united and we're all in communion together. And we were all um, coming home a Tuesday night and all my kids had different activities. I mean, everybody had an activity that night. We're coming home and eating a dinner at seven o'clock. And I was telling everyone at the dinner table, I was like, hey guys, guess what? The SpaceX is landing in Pensacola Beach tonight. The spaceship that was on the moon. I was like, we should go see it come back into the atmosphere. And my kids are looking at me like we're crazy. So like within 10 minutes after dinner, we all cleaned up the kitchen, grabbed like hot cocos, whatever, sweatshirts and headed out to the beach. And my kids are like, who is this woman mm-hmm. that is going out on a school night? Because usually I'm like, That's get awesome. her done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, so we went out to the beach awesome. and we're out there under the starry night. And there was a, a significant amount of people there mm-hmm. and looking. And David, my little dude, 13-year-old dude, likes, this is like one of the coolest things we ever did. Yeah. But I'm in there and I'm looking at all the stars and I'm on the water. And I see that spaceship come back into the sky in this huge fiery light. Hmm. And then I hear the sonic boom mm-hmm. and the sounds. Like, it makes me tear up, but there was something about it because it was like, you're reclaiming that wonder again in Um, yourself. Like, you are reclaiming a part of you that you have lost because you have shitted yourself that you should be doing this, this, and this, Mm -hmm. or managing other people, and you forgot. And so I'm looking at this, and, like, there was something really significant that shifted in me. But I'm looking around at my little people around me, and they were captivated. Like, and Dave said, oh, man, this is one of the coolest things we've ever done. Mm -hmm. Like, this was so much fun and adventure. (laughs) And I was like... Oh, my gosh, as me becoming who I was created to be and back to myself in a way that I had lost, I'm also there expanding, too. Our family's expanding, too. And Mm -hmm. I came across a beautiful um, quote by uh, Pope John Paul II talking about it is the family's responsibility to be custodians of wonder. Amen. And I was just like, yeah, that's it. There's something about that. You know, like we're intrinsically linked our healing, Mm. you know, so. Heather, what are your thoughts? <laughs> I think we can learn those things like from the most unlikely places. Oh my so. gosh, the most unlikely. Yes. <laughs> I mean, as much as we go, oh, motherhood is about teaching children. You're like, oh, children teach us oh, oh, totally. so many things too. And they reconnect things for mm-hmm. us that only existed when you were that age yourself, you mm-hmm, know? So yeah. there's just something really beautiful about the, you know, the, the reciprocity that happens there, even though they're unaware of it. But there's been so many times that I've been struck by something that my kids are doing that I've lost. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, hmm, where did that go? Let's reclaim that right now. You know, and it's like that kind of curiosity about your own self. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, where did that go? Instead of being like, oh, man, you know, like looking at it with like a kind of down eyes or something like that. But negativity, but 
But it's anything. Your children help you reclaim it, and I also think other women help you yeah. reclaim it. Mm-hmm. You know, I think there has to be a humble and a vulnerable posture. Mm-hmm. Like I don't have this attributes, but I need this. Yeah. You know, to become the woman that I'm supposed to be. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. can you walk alongside this with me? Can you do? You know, like we all have different giftings where we're not intimidated by other people's giftings mm-hmm. or strong points. Yeah. Is that we see them as something that can pour into us or te- mm-hmm. teach me how to do this, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. teach me, you know, I need this in my life. It is lacking. Yeah. You know, can you pour into the, me this way? Mm-hmm. You know? It's so interesting to ponder. And I, I've pondered this for both of you, actually. I don't know if I've ever told you this before, but in, in my own life. But I've just pondered, like, the children that God gave to each one of you. Mm-hmm. Like, like why he gave you Eva, Rita, and Judah. Like, just, and then he gave you your children. Like, and of all the children he could have given you, like, he gives you them. Mm-hmm. And just think of, I just find that fascinating or to think mm-hmm. of all the people that God has entrusted to me. I'm like, Lord, why those people? It's just like mm-hmm. so interesting to think of, of just all the souls that God has ever created, that he never recreates a single soul, that he never duplicates a soul. Like each person is a unique masterpiece and, and that he entrusts like in this massive like tapestry of human life, which we all will overlap and we'll see it in heaven. But it's like God sends people to us, like even us to each other and just all the different friends we each have that, mm-hmm. you, that, that intersect in different ways of of it's just it's just amazing to think of of it just as many times I just I'm just caught like in the wonder of people I'm like gosh mm. you're so lovely God sent you to me I wonder like wonder what's that about like why her Lord or why him or you know and just pondering the deep mystery of that of the preciousness of each person which each person has a piece of that puzzle for our yes, hearts yes mm-hmm. but what about you when it comes to spiritual motherhood mm-hmm. because I've watched especially I mean I've watched young adults around you mm-hmm. and I like to step back and what you know watch mm-hmm. them but one of the things I loved watching is priest with you, you know, oh. and I think that your spiritual maternity with priests is such like is really something to behold, mm. you know, how they look at you. Like uh, a couple of we were somewhere and a young priest was saying mass and we were visiting. We were on vacation somewhere mm. and he came up to her. It was like as soon as he saw Sister Miriam. In the pew, he was like, it was like a little boy, like, look, my mom's here. Like, my yeah. mom's here. I mean, yeah, his whole yeah. demeanor changed. Mm-hmm. And there is something just so beautiful, you mm-hmm. know, about you with priests. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, and so so what does that look like in your life, the spiritual maternity? And how has the Lord shaped your heart with spiritual maternity? Yeah, oh, I love him very much. I it's, It is a mystery, and I really believe it is the call of every woman, but in a particular way of, as a religious sister, how Jesus Christ is my bridegroom and our love is is true and our love is uh, fruitful and so mm. there's going to be children that are born from our union because children are born from a union and that reality of a religious sister especially as she's an icon of how we will all live in heaven that my heart is open so deeply that every person that God sends to me becomes in a way my child like the a way a place where they have home in my heart and and I'm always growing as you know like I I'm always growing and learning but that truth of that was impacted I mean the reason why I came to religious life is the call to be his bride and it's the reason why I've stayed all these years. You know, today is my 19th profession anniversary of 19 years of vows today. And um, it's been an incredible journey, but it's a true, it's a true maternity. Like I, I sense it in my soul. Like I feel mm-hmm. it in my soul and it's so expansive. And, you know, especially wearing a habit as a religious sister, people come up of all walks of life, come to talk to me all the time and they come and bring me their deepest sorrows and ask me to pray. And people often, they feel safe. Mm-hmm. Like they feel safe of a place where, which is why it's so imperative of all the people who should, you know, in a sense, be on our healing journey as priests and religious sisters because of the magnitude of what we represent. Like we of oh all goodness. people must yes. be about the Lord allowing to us to, to come heal us every in every way, every day. But it's 
the the beauty born of a woman. And I, you know, I've shared so much of my story over the years of being on this podcast. I like, there are many times I did not want to be a woman. I didn't like my femininity. It just came from a lot of brokenness and abuse and addiction and things like that. Just a lot of self-hatred, but it's been a tremendous growth that continues to this day of, of just the glory of just being able to receive others as a woman. And it's, and it's, and you too also spiritually mother people, like you mother your mm-hmm. children biologically, but there's so many men and women in your life that God has sent to each one of you that you both spiritually mother. And it's such a sacred gift, don't you think? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. God children too. Yes. God you know? children. Yes. Like I think the, the openness to life, yeah, uh, the, that part of our calling as yeah. Catholics, but human beings really, the openness to life extends far beyond biological children. Yes. You know, yeah. I think there's all kinds of ways that God wants to bring a new life into our oh, world. So and true. am I open to that? Is my plate too full? Have I said yes to too many things? Am yeah. I dismissive of a person because I have too much else going on or I'm, I'm just oblivious or I'm self-focused or whatever it might be? You know, it's like, am I, do I have that openness to life throughout my day. Yeah. Um, Not that I'm supposed to be everything to everyone Jesus is, but can I bring him there? Like, can I bring him in whatever way possible to the people that I meet? Yeah. And um, I find that's where I'm constantly having to go to the Lord and say, please help me to focus on the right things. Like, Mm -hmm. help me to remember this, help me to be this. Um, I don't want to forget what what it's all about or what am I doing? (laughs) What am I doing here if it's not about that, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a difference, like what you were saying, there's a difference between fruitfulness and productivity. Mm -hmm. You know, fruitfulness is something like Mm -hmm. you were saying, fruitfulness comes from a union. Mm -hmm. It comes from a relationship with the Holy Spirit. It comes from an intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And when we have this intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit, fruitfulness abounds, you know, and we cannot be out given in generosity, Mm -hmm. but it comes from this union with the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And then it comes forth. And you, that's usually the fruit that is going to last, yeah. you know. But I think it, like what you were saying, Heather, it takes a discerning heart. Yeah. What is of me and what is of the Holy Spirit? Yeah. Because we can do a lot of things. Yes. And we like a lot of things. Yep. But what is the Lord intentionally calling us to do? And I think that's hard. Like that mm-hmm. is really a maturation process mm-hmm. to learn, okay, like, Lord, where are you calling me to be fruitful? Because I think there's also something that comes with age. Oh, you know, yes. and the older mm-hmm. I get, you know, I'm in the back of my 40s here. And I'm like, okay. Like I always laugh at tell my mm-hmm. husband, Chris, we're on the back nine of the golf course here, baby. We don't have, you know, like sooner or later. But so I want to be about things that really matter and yes. what the Lord has for me. Yeah. I don't want to be productive or successful according to the world. I want to be fruitful according to the kingdom. Yes. So what exactly is the Holy Spirit asking mm-hmm. me to do? But that goes back to pruning. Like a lot of oftentimes mm-hmm. fruitfulness comes from pruning, it comes mm-hmm. from union, mm-hmm. but it comes from pruning so that we can have this fruit that's going to last, you mm-hmm. know, and the pruning part is um, usually pretty painful, mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. it's like, pruning. <laughs> yeah, and it's yeah. aligning our desires mm-hmm. with the Lord's desires. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times that comes with a purification process, mm-hmm. you know, but I think that's really the the lens that with that we should try to grow in having instead of like, I really struggle with the whole thing about balance, self-care, like that type of language, like as if I know what my own capacities are, as if I know, like Mm -hmm. the Lord will give me what I need to do his will and his things, which usually is far beyond what I think I can do. So how, who am I to judge that? You know, Mm -hmm. like what I need and when, you know, it's okay. We have to listen is like, always keep one ear open to Lord. What are you saying? What are you calling me to? I don't want to go do this thing. If you're 
not in this thing. Yeah, like, it's true. like, where are you? And then I trust you're going to give me the capacity to do it. Mm-hmm. And that God also wants us to rest. And he also does want us to have times mm-hmm. of self-care. But that if we're looking at it with him leading the way, exactly. instead mm-hmm. of us just like running ahead and hoping that he, yep. are you with me? I, I don't know. I'm yeah. just, just going to keep going. You know, it's like, I want to make sure he's ahead of me, that mm-hmm. I'm following him, mm-hmm. you know, uh, instead of doing my own thing. Mm-hmm. Or linking arms with them and running like crazy down the road. Like, Mm -hmm. that's what I want. Well, it's so Mm -hmm. true, which goes back to our very first episode ever about abiding. Yes. That there is no substitute to that. And Mm -hmm. we're not saying that to give you another thing on your to-do list. If we're not abiding in Christ every day and we're not cultivating a deep, intimate interior life, I don't know what we're doing. Because we won't won't be able to hear the voice of the bridegroom. We Mm -hmm. won't be able to hear the Holy Spirit. We We won't be sensitive. We won't be receptive. We won't be generous. We won't. These are the places where... And, and and it's going to look different in different seasons of life and just different stages of life. But holy cow, we must make that about our one thing. Mm-hmm. That orders our loves for our husbands, for our children, yeah. for the mm-hmm. people we're trusted to. Without the anchor, without abiding in the vine, man, we are lost. Yeah, and we he needs lost. to be the one. Like you said, he needs yes. to be the one who orders our life. Yes. Not an idea or a concept yes. or something that somebody says yeah. or somebody else's, you know, Gosh, impression yeah. of what our life should look it's like. It's so true. He needs to order it. And I, I, I'm a huge believer in that because yes. I think some people are doing too much in the name of God. You know, it's like, is it really like, have you really prayed through that? Maybe you have. And great. Mm -hmm. If you have awesome, go for it, you know, burn yourself right out for the kingdom because (laughs) I I want to, you know, that's what God wants. I'm willing Mm -hmm. to lay it all down. And at the same time, some people are doing too much in the area of supposed self-care. And I'm like, I, I would be careful, you know, if it turns Mm -hmm. into navel gazing or like the enemy can be subtly in any of those things. And for me too. So I'm just saying, it's eyes on Jesus, heart with Jesus, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, and letting him lead the way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a, a quote, I'll have to look it up and find it, but there was someone that sent to me that um, two weeks ago and was praying about different things and what the next season I felt called to because a lot of invitations are coming. And she just sent it to me and she said, Michelle, I, this is on my heart, pray for you, that the next season will, and it's a quote about mystical fruit. Mm. You know, mystical fruit, but that only comes out of prayer and union with the Lord, Mm -hmm. you know, and this is the fruit that's going to last. This is like, and I think I'm learning more and more the things that are tangible in the world, like the fruit that's tangible, fruit that's not going to last happens in the secret, in the quiet places with the Lord, like where the kingdom really advances is really in um, intimate times with the Lord, these yeah. quiet places. And I think one of the beautiful things our last Lenten study with Elizabeth of Trinity, I think she embodied that so much, yeah. you know, where she talks about totally being consumed mm-hmm. with the Trinity, where they live within her, mm-hmm. you know, where that dwelling place, that family resides in her mm-hmm. and her soul just expands. And where we say these things, and they sound like really cool theological concepts, but what does that look like in our everyday life? What does mm-hmm. it look like to be really quiet with the Lord and listen, like we said in the last podcast episode, where we hear the still small voice, mm-hmm. you know, because to have mystical fruit, a fruit that's going to last or abiding, it also means to be still and know that he yep. is God. Mm-hmm. It means to be really quiet. Mm-hmm. It means to really get in his gaze and mm-hmm. look at him and have him look at you and see, okay, Lord, how are we going to move together in love today? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if we're not, now's the time, yeah, you sure. know, to make the shift. Like yeah. Jake was telling me, this was the sweetest. He said he got on the plane. He was flying um, to Ottawa to do some stuff with CCO. And he got on the plane and he said, my 
my prayer time in the plane is always the best. Like he looks forward to that. Mm -hmm. And he had been so busy, like overwhelmingly busy. Mm -hmm. And he gets on the plane, worship music goes on, you know, noise canceling headphones. And he said, I was right there with the Lord, like suddenly. And he said, and we both said it at the same time. I miss you. And I was like, oh, oh that's mm -hmm. so sweet. Like, yeah. I mean, that the Lord said it to him mm -hmm. and Jake said it to the Lord at the same time. And I was like, oh, like those beautiful returns yes. that we can have when we know that things have been maybe out of order or we're doing oh, too much yeah. or not enough or whatever it is, mm -hmm. um, but that he's right there to oh receive gosh, us yes. again. You know, he's already right there. I mean, so. we've said it multiple times on this podcast, begin again. Yeah. Begin again. We, mm -hmm. These yeah. mercies are new every day. Like, let's begin again. The yeah. steadfast love of the Lord renews every day. Let's begin again. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, love can always be reborn. Yes. Yeah, and that's the beautiful thing that whatever's going on in our life right now, whether it's joy or sorrow, is not the end mm -mm. of the story. Mm -mm. Yeah. Yeah. I have a beautiful quote from Our Lady that I wanted to close with, but it'll also be my one thing. So I don't want to preempt anything, y'all. Any other comments you want to make on motherhood? Mm before we launch into our series on bride, which are, is our eternal destiny. But. Yeah, I think for us, I think I would love to put like a couple of action items for mm -hmm. our listeners this week. Is one, go to adoration and spend Amen. however mm -hmm. time that you can, you know, your schedule will allow. But if you can spend 30 minutes to an hour, I really would encourage that. And, and if you don't have an adoration chapel, just go to a church. Go to church. Sit in the, sit in the presence of God. Mm -hmm. And yeah. just see, like, Lord, how do you want me to abide with you in the season of life I'm in? And just, just see, you know. And then the second thing I would be is to write a thank you letter to a woman in your life that has mothered you. That's a great well, idea. That has mothered you. Well, you know, like, <laughs> that has mothered you or torn something in you. And so, um, because I don't think, I think that's something that, like, when we are grateful, mm -hmm. gratefulness brings abundance, you know. Mm -hmm. So. Um, Heather, you want to add anything to that? No. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. good. I just want to offer just a quote that I just have fallen in love with, um, which from Mother Mary Frances, who is a poor oh. Claire Abbess. And it's from the book Cause of Our Joy, which is a lovely book. And in this particular part of the book, she's talking about the titles of Our Lady. And so I just I, I just have been praying about this ever since. And it's just been said, even if we've been talking these weeks or these episodes about the unfolding of motherhood, I just I think of her so much. And so I just offer this, you know, to all of our listeners and uh, just to wherever you find yourself right now. And, and Mother Mary Frances says this, and I'll put the whole quote on. I won't read the whole quote here, but I'll put the whole quote on the show notes. And she says this, Our Lady is a home where people are helped to be what they can be, to grow to the maturity for which God has destined them. Like her, the family is called to be a place where someone helps me to rise when I stumble. Always a hand reaches out to sustain me, and my hand goes out to help the stumbling one. We are being homemakers when we ourselves are at home. And we must be all these things to one another, a lookout tower, a place of beauty, a refuge, a help, a strength, and a consolation. Let us be engaged more earnestly than ever before in being homemakers. Hmm. Our Lady is essentially the first physical home of God himself and always our home. We must strive to make a home for one another, a home of peace, of love, of worship, and a focus on God. Hmm. Isn't that stunning? I mm -hmm. love that. Yeah. So we are both home and homemakers, right, for all who are sent to us. So 
Yeah, so yay, my dear sisters, before... So that'll be my one thing. I'll put the whole quote on. I just, I, it's just so... That book is wonderful. And Mother mm-hmm. Mary Frances is amazing. Uh, but I just that particular quote I, yeah. I just absolutely love is Mary is home and homemaker, and that's our call, right? Mm-hmm. To, to be home and also to make home for others. Um, so, Heather, would you like to share with our audience your one thing? My one thing is cinnamon roll cake. What? Ooh. Yeah. It's what? so good. Yeah, it's so have good. Have we known you this whole time and still you have not revealed this to us? I mean, who doesn't love a cinnamon bun? Why? Well, nobody. And especially my boys, like Jake and Judah. <laughs> mm-hmm. They love cinnamon buns. I was like, I don't have time to let mm-hmm. it rise to do all the stuff. So there's this cake, Mel's Kitchen Cafe. She mm-hmm. has this cake, cinnamon roll cake. And you don't have to do the rising and all the stuff. And it's it's awesome. It's really good. I want That's one awesome. right now. Yeah. Can we have one? Yeah. Definitely. Let's whip that up. Cinnamon cake. There we go. Uh-huh. <laughs> Cinnamon roll cake. Yeah. Yep. It'll be in the show notes. Woo woo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Michelle. Mine is actually Aretha Franklin's version of Amazing Grace. What? And so on the plane oh. here, I watched the movie Respect, mm-hmm. The Life of Aretha Franklin. R E S P E C T. Yes, that's what it means to me. Mm-hmm. And so. Very well done. That was uh, very all. We're saying Carol. Thank you, um, And Jennifer Hudson is the lead in it. And there was a scene at the very end of the movie, like her life was traumatic. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, heartbreaking and traumatic just early sexual trauma that she's had and just all the different things but the very scene I ended up like watching the movie and pausing it because it was so moving she talks about at the very end she's meeting with this movie I mean their music producer and she says I want to do a gospel album and he's like it's not commercial mm-hmm. and she's basically and basically what they're alluding to she's an alcoholic at this point and she writes this and says I need the church and I need the spirit it has always gotten me through and it will get me through again so this album is not for me or for you or for anybody else it is for God and you can't jive God (laughs) (laughs) and she said when the spirit moves the spirit moves yeah and so the very last, I'm totally killing the movie, but the very last scene is her singing Amazing Spoiler Grace. Spoiler alert. Yes. Yeah, well, yeah, well. well, it's just the yeah, where her yeah, singing the song mm-hmm. in the church. But she's singing it, and then they show the clip, like they do the different credits and talks mm-hmm. about, you know, all the words she won. But they talk about Amazing Grace. In this version, Jennifer Hudson, like, portrays her. I mean, I was bawling on the mm-hmm. plane. They said that that version of Amazing Grace was her best-selling album that Aretha Franklin ever did. Wow. It sold more than Respects. It sold more than, you know, all wow. the things. And, like, when you see her sing oh. this, I, like, YouTubed it as soon as I got off the plane. I was like, it's just piercing, mm. you know? But I love that she did it because she's like, I need the spirit, mm-hmm. you know, and I need it to move through me. So, can you yeah. make us a mug that says you can't drive God? Yeah, I love that. Line. Hey, we actually added to our collection here uh-huh. on our table. I thought yeah. that was the best line. Yeah. You can't drive God. Yeah. Um, God so, will not be driven. Uh, yeah. Amen. Amen. And so, so good. But next week we start our Lenten series. Our Lenten series. And so we're doing I'm Sister so Miriam's excited book. Yeah. 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 Restore. Yeah. Restore the book. Restore. Mm-hmm. So yes. So you, you all that. can get it and jump in with us. Mm-hmm. And we're so excited to journey mm-hmm. with you through Lent and the Rue. Sister Miriam's beautiful words, and we will be back together. And if you don't subscribe to the podcast, you can subscribe to and get on our email list. Mm -hmm. We'll put Mm -hmm. this in our show notes. Or if you can subscribe on Apple, iTunes, Mm -hmm. and all that, Spotify, Mm -hmm. or watch us on YouTube. Mm -hmm. The good thing about subscribing to our email list, which you can do on our website, abidingtogetherpodcast.com, is that you get everything Mm -hmm. in an email. So it has a link directly to the transcript, to the one things, Mm -hmm. to the show notes, and all that. Which people ask for a lot. So it's in so it's right there. Oh, we just wanted all the good information yeah. for you. And our emails are pretty. Yeah, they are fun. pretty. Yeah. Thank you, Katie, Lizzie, <laughs> Emily. Yeah. So we'll conclude our series, Friends of the Identity, after Lent, and that will be on Bride. But next week, we'll start our Lenten journey. So thank you for joining us 
on our series of motherhood. And until then, we will be abiding together. God bless you. Have a wonderful week.